0: this is david yaz of the boston podcast network we hope you are staying safe sound and sane as this year continues to drag on and we do all that we have to do to get through this pandemic well how about this if you want to be on a zoom call that isn't dreadfully boring please join us for zoomapalooza an interactive adventure of fun games comedy and who knows what else tickets are absolutely free or hire us for your next office or corporate event just visit pod617.com slash zoom that's pod617.com slash Zoom. Now enjoy the following production of pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our
1: f***ing scene.
0: Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave, as the announcer guy said. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a comment, show us a little bit of love. And if you want your own podcast, go to pod617.com to get started. We'll produce your podcast, start to finish, in Pod We Trust. And on point, I have a, a podcast dude on the line right now. I should, a podcast. Pioneer, Vanguard, Iconoclast. I don't know. We'll make up some more names later. But his name is Alex Sanfilippo, ladies and gentlemen. He's in the house. So... Do you want to be any of those things, Alex? I think I like dude the best. I think I'll like Just to stick with that. That's podcast good. dude. Okay. Podcast dude. That works for me. Good. So Alex, the, the podcasting is a dude kind of place. You know, if you're going to be in, you oh, got to you, you, you have a, a dude or two at the the ready, meaning saying the word dude. Anyway. Anyway, dude, Alex is <laughs> the host of the podcast, Creating a Brand. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. And I presume anywhere you find your podcasts, Alex, right? 100%. Right? right? Yep. And he is also the founder of Pod Match, So this is cool, and we're going to get into this a little bit, but he matches up guests with podcast hosts. You might wonder how that happens. You know, how does so-and-so get such-and-such as a guest and why? And so we'll tell a few podcast tales, but how's your pandemic going so far? I should point out you're in Jacksonville, Florida. So, you know, you're giving us a report from the front lines of weirdness as far as I'm concerned. (laughs)
1: You know, everything makes this out to be the the weirdest state in the world, you know, like Mm -hmm. just a strange place. I think if you go further south, maybe, and that's where all like the the numbers and stuff come from. I'm pretty far north. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. So we're we're more so like South Georgia a little bit, I guess you could say, which might make us even weirder. Who knows? But uh, regardless, it's been pretty, uh, pretty chill here. I'm about 10 minutes from the ocean or less. So it's kind of a, a little bit of a beach town feel where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So people have just been kind of relaxed and like, oh, if you want to do the pandemic, you can, if you don't want to, I guess you don't really have to. So that's kind of been our outlook
0: on it. <laughs> oh Lord. I wish we had that <laughs> choice up here where we're just walking by empty restaurants and wondering whether uh, we'll ever be allowed to go back in with more than like 12 people. So, (laughs) and were you born in Florida, raised in Florida or no? Yep, Yep.
1: born, raised Jacksonville, Florida, actually. When I turned 18, I started traveling around to move somewhere and then realized how much I actually love the beach and I love the the warm weather. So I decided to hang around. I've I've enjoyed it ever since.
0: Yeah, we mock Florida, but we secretly want to be there. I I happen to be, I'm the product of a a Jewish dad and an Irish Catholic mom. And so from the Jewish side, you know, it's the old joke. What's the, you know, the three famous Jewish wines are Manischewitz, Mogan, David, and I want to go to Florida. So we always want to, we always want to go. And, um, and you know, my, my son, actually, I would have been there with him this year in what some people consider to be the third ring of hell, Orlando, Florida and Walt Disney Mm. world. But his trip got canceled, of course. Mm. So it's, let's talk about Podmatch because it's pretty interesting to me. You've been—I noticed you've been dutifully doing your podcast for looks like a couple years, more than that. No, not quite. Actually, oh, I mean, okay, it's it's actually been. But thank you for making it sound like it's
1: it's longer. <laughs> than it. That means means it must sound all right at least. Yes. Um, it's been about a year and just a couple months okay. actually. I started on uh, June second. sorry, July second, 2, twenty nineteen is when I started it.
0: No, I noticed, and it's a weekly podcast, and you you interview. Industry specialists, and so yeah, we'll get to pod match. But on your show, I take it you it is truly what it sounds like, creating a brand. So, what types of folks are we talking about that you chat with?
1: Yeah, a lot of them just end up being authors. I think that just kind of happens organically, right? Like subject matter experts have usually read a book or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So, I talked to a lot of people on topics that I believe that somebody new in their entrepreneurial journey would need to, to need to know. So I like to get into a topic that maybe would really be meaningful to them in a way that after they listen to it, they could take it, apply it, and actually see some result coming from it. And I started that for my own curiosity, really. When I first got into it, that's what I needed. So I just decided, hey, if I have a podcast, maybe I can get coaching from some of these these high-level people on topics I need to learn a little bit more about. And uh, so it's helped me along the way, and it's definitely helped uh, the people who have trusted me and listened to me every week uh, to just provide that information that they need, again, to make that first or next step in their business venture the right one.
0: There's something painfully cliched about two podcast dudes talking to each other and Alex and I looking at each other on the Zoom call and I'm checking out his pop filter and his mic and his, you know, equipment. What are you rocking there? What's, uh, you know, it's, it's the, it's the podcast version of asking who are you wearing on the red carpet? What do right. you, what do you, you, what what kind of microphone are you rocking there?
1: Oh man, you know, actually I'm looking at your gear right now and, and looking at it in a very jealous way. So when I started, <laughs> I didn't know much about any of the gear. So I just went with a Yeti uh, Yeti blue
0: mm-hmm. and some standard pop filter and some standard headphones that someone said, these are good. You sound better than most of my guests. That's for sure. Okay. I I'm straining not to make fun of you for the Yeti, but it's okay. Yeti. Oh you, no, you should, you because know, cause I'm
1: getting, I need to upgrade at this point. It, it's funny that I have it. every time I'm on a camera, I want to like put something in front of it. So you can't see what it is. Cause some people are like, are you using a Yeti blue? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fooled me, you but could- I really didn't know yeah. I, I had no idea. But the thing about podcasting is you can make it sound better than it is, if you just get the right environment. So you notice there's not a lot of echo in this room, the AC's yep. is not kicking, those type of things help quite a bit. And you can actually stretch a little bit further with some less expensive gear if you just do some of those tips and tricks.
0: Very true. Very true. The, the leap up from from nothing to uh, a yeti or the mic that i send out to all my clients is uh, it's a Samsung q2u i think is what it's called and if it's on sale you can get it for 65 bucks and you plug it into the computer it's a usb mic but it works great the the leap up from that is tremendous if, if you're just doing nothing talking to the computer or if, you, if you're if you one of those people that puts a microphone down on a table and then you have three people talking and we're supposed to be able to hear all three of them and <laughs> the, we hear the first guy strong and then the second one is like a little weaker and the third guy sounds like he's in the next town. Like, <laughs> um, you got to invest in something to remedy that. Now, the leap up from what you have to what I have is actually, I don't think as significant. But once... You know, it's like, it's like anything else. It's like, I'm not a car guy, but you know, the guy who drives the Maserati also needs to have a Porsche and a this and a that. And so you get, you get obsessed (laughs) with the quality of this stuff. I I like the road equipment. I've got the, as many podcasters do, I have the, the road for those that don't know and for those that don't care you can turn off the podcast now as we continue to geek out here but the <laughs> the roadcaster pro is a is the first like mixing board made specifically for podcasters and the the dirty secret is it's also made for idiots, which is good because like I've I've never like gone to school for this. I've just been uh, kind of a guy who always likes equipment. You know, I was always the guy with the VCR at college. I'll explain that to you uh, offline sometime where the VCR is, Alex. I know what but, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but did you, grow, did you grow up being a fan of such kind of things and making tapes or CDs or stuff like that?
1: Oh yeah, like me and my brothers. I have three younger brothers, and the three of us, the four of us, we got into as soon as we figured out what a video camera was. We're like, "Can we make funny videos with this?" Like yeah. we did our own little, like news segments and stuff. And I was always the guy using the gear, and, and that's just because my brothers are all three of them are far funnier than I could ever even pretend to be. So I was like, "Maybe I'll just hold the gear." So at first, it was just kind of those things. I'm like, "Y'all are funnier, so you all do that." But then I came to realize I actually really enjoyed all that stuff. I never went and got an education in any of it, but I've always. Been fascinated by it. I've always enjoyed what what seems to make things work, right? The hardware, the software that goes with it. It's just always been fascinating to me, and it's always come somewhat natural. Some people they look at things and they're like, "What do I do with this?" Right? I can usually yep. figure it out without needing too much instruction, which is always kind of mean for me meant it's a, a, an avenue I should always be pursuing and, and keeping up with.
0: Yeah. If you like it, you're going to keep playing around with stuff. You're going to try to mm-hmm. think of ways to do things better. And that's what's fun about podcasting is you can do it on a complete shoestring. Or if you want to you know, jazz it up and have all kinds of bells and whistles. And I should add a, a bell or a, a whistle here somewhere. That was the end of the Seinfeld theme for some reason. You know nothing, John Snow. Sweet. Game of Thrones, of course. This is just a random funky beat. All right, what am I doing? Losing control. Tell me. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. (laughs) If I could go
1: back and and start over with podcasting, because I just feel the need to say this. I wouldn't have tried to figure it out myself because clearly, like, yeah, I'm not trying to complain about my gear, but I don't have the best gear or anything like that. I spent a lot of money and time doing this. I didn't know that people like you existed that actually offer a solution where you'll mail something out that's better than what I have mm-hmm. uh, and you'll give it to me for free and you'll actually help set the whole thing up. I think that that would have been a better route to go if someone's serious about wanting to jump into the game. If you're just doing it for fun as a hobby, I, I guess go, right. you know, go buy a $30 mic, do it yourself. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm someone who wanted to be serious with it from day one. And I've had to pay the consequences for not starting off in a serious manner. And then now my podcast does extremely well. It's, it's really succeeded and kind of made it through. But I think what you offer to people is really a really smart move for somebody who wants to avoid the mistakes and pain along the way. Um, if I went back, I would do it.
0: Well, thank you for saying that. Alex is, has not been paid for his appearance here today on oh the Boston gosh. podcast. Um, but Wait a minute, but, that's not what you told me. <laughs> I'm <just kidding. laughs> I'll, Maybe I'll send you a microphone. I got a bunch of them lying around here. I'm sorry, what I was going to say was there's a refrain among podcasters. It's like, yeah, listen to my show, but don't listen to the first season or don't listen to the first few episodes. Right. It's, it's true, you just get you just get better. What have you learned about your interviewing style and what are, are there mistakes that you made in the early going that you have remedied since.
1: Yeah, David, actually, you just hit the first thing. Everybody don't go listen to my first season, please. <laughs> um, sorry to all the guests, because my guests were fantastic, even in my first season, but uh, n- me, not so much. I had too much of a structure built into it, because I thought that that's what you had to do, right? If you're going to speak at a conference, which is more what my background was in, it was you need to be prepared, you need to be ready, you need to know what you're going to say, but it's not a conversation. And I was treating right. a conversation more like a speech that I was going to give So for me, I wasn't listening and giving good responses or asking good follow-up questions. Instead, I was just following a script that I had on my end that they didn't have. And now I don't even send anything out. I'll, I'll tell the topic, of course. Like if a guest's gonna come on, I'll give them an idea of where we're gonna go as you do as well. But other than that, it's just me listening And then putting myself in my audience's shoes, which I've gotten better and better about as I've gotten to know those individuals. So I I think about what question would they have for this person, which I'll be honest, it can be, it's a lot of work. Like Mm -hmm. David, you know, like being being the the host of a podcast, a lot of work because you have to listen. If you're gonna ask questions your audience want to hear answered, you have to be thinking for yourself and for somebody else. But I've gotten better and better at it with each rep I get. Every time I do an episode, I feel like I'm seeing an improvement. In myself, my ability to ask right questions, and many of the guests even now move up to today, they're telling me that, "Hey, Alex, you were a fantastic interview. You asked great questions, good fault questions. You gave me things to think about that most people never ask." And I'm not saying that to to you know sound prideful or anything, but it comes with the reps once again that you're putting in.
0: Uh, could you repeat all that? I wasn't listening at all. Um, <laughs> now so you and I are are kindred spirits because you said like many things that podcasters, aspiring podcasters, should absolutely listen to you can prepare. You want to prepare, prepare. Fine. But if you come in with a list of like 12 questions and your goal is to ask those questions, then you're probably going to put out a lousy show because Mm -hmm. your guests are, they want to tell their stories. You know, I mean, the cliche is like, Oh, I love storytelling. Well, but it's true. But it, it, and there's, but there's a skill and an art to letting that story unfold. So if you come in with those 10 questions, then you probably, after you ask question one, you're going to be looking down at question two and trying to get that in your head and get that ready. Well, while you just said that, your guest just told you that he was addicted to cocaine from 1982 to 1989, and you didn't hear it because you weren't freaking paying attention. You're like, that's great. <laughs> right. So the next question i ask you, you're like, wait a right. second. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Oh, and I anyway. that's
1: my first episode. I went back and listened. I'm like, Alex, you need not acknowledge the fact that they lost a family member. You're just like, okay, so the next question I have for you, I'm like, what were you doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're, we're speaking the same way here. Yeah.
0: It, and it's amazing how many times it, it's you still hear it. It still happens. There was a guy up here in Boston, a sports radio legend named Eddie Andelman, who was uh, really a pioneer in talk radio. So I, I can't malign him too bad. But he was doing an interview with the great Ted Williams, obviously, before Williams mm-hmm. passed away. And he's asking him about, you know, what Ted is up, what are you up to these days? Ted, you're in your, you're in your twilight years and blah, blah, blah. What do you think? And then he says, "What do you think of this year's edition of the Red Sox?" And Ted Williams says, "Well, Eddie, I'll tell you, um, some good, some bad, but you know what? This team has a secret weapon." And Eddie Anderman says, "So, Ted, you're in the fishing hall of fame. Uh, tell me about." And I'm, and as uh, a listener, and a I want to know. Yeah, was it? <laughs> I still don't know. And now he's dead, oh. so I'll never know. You know, and so, <laughs> like all you had to do was listen. And to your, and to your point, think about what the listener would want to know. Right. And also clarity, like just clarity, clarity, clarity. Like there are some podcasts I listened to. I listened to Bill Simmons podcast. He does one that's great called the the rewatchables. He breaks down a movie, but he'll throw around names of actors and characters like I'm supposed to know. And Hmm. I, on my podcast, I always try to say, I always do this. So if you don't know kids, this, this was a guy, but anyway, but clearly you enjoy it because you've kept it up for more than a year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And consistency at the end of the day is what really leads a podcast to success. Whenever people tell me that, oh, man, I, I gave it a shot for 25 episodes and I just never got the listeners, it takes longer than that. I'll be honest. It takes longer. Like You have to keep on going. I had the opportunity to talk to one of the, the top podcasters in the entrepreneurship space, And uh, we were just having a one-on-one conversation over Zoom, of course. I wasn't breaking any rules, guys. You know. So, and uh, we were talking. He goes, "I just asked him for like, hey, man, like you're, you know, you're making millions of dollars every year just off your podcast. Like, you know, I'd love to just learn from that." He's like, "Alex, I've listened to your podcast. The only difference I have versus what you're doing is that I have seven years on you." He's like, "Just keep on doing what you're doing, and you're going to get there as well. You'll figure it out." And obviously there's things that go along with that, but the millions of downloads that he's getting just came from the, the consistency in what he continued to put out episodes.
0: Uh, another great piece of advice. I, I produce a podcast here for these two dudes, the Josh JP philosophy. These guys <laughs> these guys are putting out a great show. They're hustling to get good guests. They keep it tight. They stay on point. I produce it. So there's, there's uh, hopefully I do a nice job there. And there have been moments when they've been a little frustrated about at the numbers and they just started like they're they're, they're, they're like maybe 10 episodes in. Okay. Mm. So that's what I, what I tell people, if you, if you're going to go into it and just do, you know, and say, Oh, we'll do a few weeks and see how it goes. Eh, it, it's not going to work. Right. Right. No. I mean, there's, you know, everyone
1: thinks they're gonna be the next Joe Rogan when yeah. they launch their podcast. I, everyone's like that. Yeah. I think my idea is to be like Joe Rogan. I'm like, okay, (laughs) like all right. It's going to take a little while. Yeah,
0: exactly. And if you want to be Joe Rogan, you, you can be Joe Rogan in the sense that if you have in your head a vision of, of doing a show as quality as his is, you might be able to get there it doesn't mean, it still doesn't mean people are gonna to listen to it. I tell people it's like your fantasy football team. No one cares about your fantasy football team except you. And no one cares about your podcast until they do, until you right. give them a reason to, or until you ask them. So how, so Alex, you're a great guy to ask, how did you build your audience?
1: Yeah, what? so I mean, there's there's a lot of tactics to this, but I'll tell you the first thing I had to learn is that everybody isn't my audience. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing I want to do is cast a really wide net. And that includes not just who I thought would be interested. I was like all business people, which isn't right now for me it is entrepreneurs that are just getting started. They're trying to make that first or next step very early phase of where they're at in their journey. And that's really my audience people that are just getting started. And I've really narrowed that in. But at first I was like all business people would be great to have you. And then I was also going to every social media platform. So I was going yeah. to like, I had a Facebook, I had a LinkedIn, I had an Instagram. I didn't get TikTok. I couldn't do it. I had to draw the line somewhere. But I did <laughs> right. you know, I did all of them. And what I was doing is I was spreading myself so thin, producing content for each and every one of these places. And then I realized the people that are actually listening, they're all coming from LinkedIn. It was mm-hmm. like 90 some odd percent of the traffic wow. was coming from LinkedIn. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, what if I gave at least 80 or 90% of my efforts to LinkedIn, would that change anything? So I just put everything else on automatic. I was like, all right, I'm not gonna mess with this anymore. I'm just gonna focus on LinkedIn. And our numbers started skyrocketing like overnight because I actually gave the attention to where the audience was instead of thinking, oh, they're definitely be on Instagram because that's the hot thing right now. And obviously, everybody who's listening, your audience will be somewhere different than mine. They might not be LinkedIn. They might actually be TikTok or Instagram mm-hmm. or one of these other places. But it's a matter of finding that out and then getting focused on the thing that actually produces a result versus just spreading yourself thin. In, in two different ways. One, just everybody's supposed to listen to this. That's wrong. You need to find the narrow niche that listens to it. And number two, where are they? Find where your audience is and speak to them directly.
0: Yeah. And many people like you did, don't even know who their audience is going to be when they first yeah, start. I had no idea. Yeah. And I also like that you have a, a pretty specific mission and you're talking to people about a pretty specific topic i was working with these women who they thought that you know sometimes you get a couple of i shouldn't stereotype it could be men or women but they just they think people tell us we should have a podcast together because we're so funny when we're together and oh my god what (laughs) so what's it going to be about oh my god we're going to talk about everything and you know we're going to talk about our favorite cocktail recipes and what we just saw on tv and it's like all right and then they did one episode where they talked about the peloton tv ad that was kind of controversial. And it was a pretty good show. And so I said to them, maybe that should be your show. Uh, you should review commercials. Like I mm-hmm. haven't heard of a podcast. And then you could go back and find commercials from the seventies and, and sort of laugh at how they don't hold up anymore. And they were like, no, we like what we're doing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, man, if, if something is for everybody, it's
1: for nobody. And that's the yeah. way that we have to all look at it. If you say this is for everybody, it's for nobody. If it's about everything, it's about nothing. Like, and that's really the way that that works. I, I have people tell me that all the time. They're like, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. I always say the same thing that you just said. Okay, cool. What's it gonna be about? Oh man, everything. We've got so many topics. I'm like, don't do it. Yep. Like, it's, yeah. It's about nothing if it's about everything.
0: Yeah, you can do it. And if, you, if you're going to amuse yourself and that's the only purpose of it, then, oh, then go, yeah. then if, go if for it. Hobby, have fun. It's a yeah. lot of work to just right. be a hobby, but all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Let's talk about Podmatch. What was the inspiration behind creating a company that would actually pair up podcast hosts and podcast guests? You're like the guy who created Tinder. You're going to be on the Mount Rushmore of matchmaking <laughs> apps or I'm sorry. You go ahead Alex, tell us please. No, that's
1: that's funny. You know, actually so I've been married for uh, 8 years now and I've never been on anything like Tinder or any of those apps. Like they weren't quite I mean I'm just before that time. And I've had a handful of people be like, hey, Alex, this is just like Tinder. I'm like, don't really know what that's like, but it sounds <laughs> cool. You know, like it sounds yep. pretty neat. So it's cool that, to hear that. Yeah, that would be the idea. But yeah, so the idea for this came to came back to serving my audience. So now that I've been able to figure out, okay, most of them are on LinkedIn, that's where I hang out. And when I go to networking events, this is another tell that I should have known up front when starting my podcast. For some reason, I just gravitate toward the people without even meaning to the people that are just starting a business or they just have the idea. And right. so still not right now, we're not doing networking events. And one day, hopefully we'll get back to the in-person thing one day. Who knows? Yeah, day. But when I used to be going to those, those are the people that would just somehow end up talking to. So, and on LinkedIn, it's the same thing. That's where I'm actually meeting those people I'm on Zoom calls, the people that want to talk to me or the people that are brand new. It's just the way it seems to work for me. So as I've been obviously getting to know my audience better now that I know who they are, I've been asking, what are the pain points that you're facing right now? And many of them have started podcasts, already have their own podcast or are looking to be a guest on podcasts because they have a product or service that they really want to get out there and share. And I was like, okay, well, why don't you do more of that? Telling both of them, produce more episodes, do more interviews, do this. And all the time I kept on hearing, well, Alex, I really want to, but I just can't find the right guests. And the other side, people were saying, well, I just can't find the right host to have me on the podcast. Like I know it needs to be a specific type of podcast. I just can't find them. So hearing that on both sides, for me, really clicked, because I'll just be honest with you in the audience today, my ideas aren't usually the best. Like, yeah, I'm an <laughs> entrepreneur, but like, I don't have the best ideas. Like some people they can like draw up like Facebook, right? And they're like, I'm going to do this and it's gonna be amazing. And you know, they're billionaires. But for me, when I have an idea that's just my idea out of nowhere, it's usually not that great. But I found a great solution for people like me, which I think it works for everybody. Instead of coming up with your own ideas, Find prob- find problems that your people, whoever they might be, are struggling with and offer a solution to it. Let your idea be the solution to the problem they are facing. So for me, that was Podmatch. It was, yep. okay, can I connect the guest to the host and the host to the guest automatically? And this would really be a service to those people. So when we launched, we had 100 people on the early beta. And today, just a couple months later, we have over 1,000 users. And we have hundreds of people signing up every day. And we're not even doing any marketing right now is because we actually found the problem that people had and we were able to offer that solution.
0: It sounds like you're over the first hump because I do think it's a great idea. And you have a couple competitors out there, oh, yeah, I think. But, for sure. But you're the first one to appear on the Boston podcast. So you won that race. So congratulations. That's, that's all that really matters. Okay. But the, the thing is that there's an absolute need for it. And now that you've got a thousand users, that must be a load off your mind because it can be a great idea, but if no one's on there, you know, we're going to connect this person to that person. Well, you need kind of everybody to go, come on, everybody get in. You know, it's like, you don't want to charge up the mountain and look behind you and there's no one there, you know? So that's fantastic. And to get a little bit more specific, how, how does it work? Like, can you, if you really do flip through like Tinder, you should try Tinder. No, you shouldn't try Tinder sometime. You, you <laughs> even if you were doing as experiment, your, your wife would find it somehow and, <laughs> and things would go right. So don't, that's 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 my uh, marital Thanks, advice. I'll take, yeah, I'll take the advice. That's advice coming from a divorce guy. guy. I'm sorry, let me back up again. App or just web-based for now?
1: It's all, it's all web-based. All it's web-based for is- now, okay.
0: And you get a quick glance at what the podcast personality is like, and then you, you do a reach out or tell us about the mechanics.
1: Yeah. So we, we wanted to make it really simple for people. And we actually did model it after dating apps uh, down here in Florida. I don't know what you guys use up in Boston, but down here in Florida, everyone likes hinge. So, I haven't heard of that. I mean, good. Me neither. So, <laughs> yeah. everyone, yeah. everyone told me that hinge was the yeah. one I was like, all right, cool. So I, I just started asking, can I see what that looks like? Can you show me how this works? And so I started messing with it. And all of them. Uh, it seems that all these dating apps have basically the same thing. They have uh, a match page where it's actually doing the matching for you some way to explore or search by yourself and then messages internally. So we designed it exactly the same way. And the way that the matching works is that's the piece that we really do for people mm-hmm. is we take pieces from their profile. And it's all just it, it's for lack of a better term. It's a it's a core like a matching core that we've designed. So it's an algorithm that will basically decide, okay, this person, their bio, they talk a lot about business, specifically publishing books, this podcast host actually talks to book publishing houses, like that's who they want to talk to and it'll match those people together. And then based off some other things, like one, one of the cool features we have is the localization. So if you only want to do in-person interviews in your studio, you can look at just people that are local. So it won't match you with anybody who's on the other side of the world, right? It's going to say, okay, who's mm-hmm. around me? So it's it's a whole list of things. There must be close to a hundred different ranking factors. You might decide, okay, this just isn't the right fit. I don't want to, I don't want to do this one. You can just pass on it and, or check out the next one. And then, yeah, you start the whole thing by a message and then you just talk back and forth. You can do all the scheduling inside and everything's handled right there. So you never have to exchange emails or anything like that if you don't want to.
0: How do you get paid? There's a subscription model, I take it.
1: Yeah. So we do have the, the free model, the way that we did this, because I do want to be a service to an industry that I care about, which is podcasting mm-hmm. in general. So we have the, the free account, which as the way we like to put it, it'd be good for about 90% of users. And there's about the 10% of power users that are going to want something more. And that's the paid professional plan. And we're, we're actually seeing that number to be about right. So we have about 10% of our total users have upgraded to the professional plan we found. And that's exactly where we thought it would be. That was the idea. We wanted to have a free model for people
0: as well. So let me ask you the obvious question. Where do people go?
1: Podmatch.com.
0: Podmatch.com. Okay. And like you say, there's a free version that can sign up, try it, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And it doesn't just try. It's un- it's unlimited. So as long as you want to use it, it's-, it's free. One thing we cut it off, though, is that some people will sign up. We find when things are free, people will sign up and not do things long-term with it, right? Because they don't have a lot of buy-in. Right. So after 27 days, if you haven't actually done anything on your profile, it will automatically archive you. That way, you're not basically sitting around in spam and somebody's trying to message you and you're not getting back to them. So that's one of the features that we have there is to make sure that it's people that are actually using the platform.
0: Yeah. I'm on a bunch of dating sites that I have a feeling they're a bunch of pissed off women, all gorgeous, all perfect, because I haven't been, <laughs> because I haven't been, I haven't been on it in like years and I forgot to turn the thing off. Uh, so don't do that people anyway. All right. As promised in a moment, Alex and I are both going to recommend something good that you should check out to maybe cheer up your pandemic or the remaining days of your pandemic or the remaining days of your life. That's what it feels like around here when we play good stuff. Before we do that, let me tell you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod617.com is where you go. If you want your own podcast, we produce the whole thing start to finish soup to nuts. It's a great way to connect with your audience, with clients, with prospective clients. You invite them as a guest on your show and they're delighted and they're amazed and you create a little marketing package for them Every time you complete an episode, go to pod617.com in pod we trust. Also, are you sick of those boring Zoom meetings, people? Well, you should try our new service. It's called Zoomapalooza. It's a one-hour live game show. You can actually try it for free. Just go to pod617.com slash Zoom, and you'll see when the next event is scheduled for you. Just pop in and play for free. It's like being on a game show. Or hire us for your next firm, office, organization, corporate event and we'll customize it for you it's a blast zoom a palooza all right that's enough about that let's play good stuff oh that's the good stuff, good stuff baby. <laughs> all right. uh, alex the veteran podcaster is prepared for this podcast i am told and you have something to recommend to our listeners what do you got can I first mention something that's not fun or not good? Is that all right? Yeah, that, that happens from time to time. It's, it's it's good to, if you have a bad review or something. Yeah, what do you got?
1: So listen, this is because I listened to your podcast. I know everyone wanted to know the same thing, but on a recent episode you did, it was called like V for Vegan, V for Vitamin, something like that. That's right. You mentioned that you like the purple Flintstones vitamin. <laughs> that is disgusting. That's the only flavor that I wouldn't eat as a kid because it's nasty. I still can't drink grape soda because of that. Anyway, your whole audience t- <laughs> wanted to say that. So I wanted to say that for on behalf of everybody, if that's okay.
0: I was trying <laughs> – I was going for humor, okay? And so, yes, she, okay. she had produced her – my guest had produced her own line of vegan vitamins, which was a cool topic. Yes, and I just was. figured I'd throw in a Flint, I got to throw in a Flintstones vitamin line just to be a, a wise guy. And I was always told more specific is funnier. So I said not just a Flintstones vitamin, but the purple Flintstones the purple vitamin – now, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember. I thought purple was okay. The red ones are always the best. In, in any... In- you don't think so? What was the best? All all I rem- I don't know. I don't okay. even remember. I just remember the purple one was terrible and not to touch it. Until <laughs> this day I
1: can't drink anything that color because it still reminds me of whatever that was. So, but maybe it's just me, but I thought your whole audience
0: would be I guess I saying. should have said red, but purple is funnier than red. It just it is. is. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Now the rule about red flavors though is red is usually the best. You get the chuckles, the, those uh those fruit chew candy things that are terrible for you. Red's best. Popsicles, red's best, you know. Um lifesavers lifesavers gatorade skittles maybe yeah Yeah, gatorade i would agree with you all right we digress so on to the good stuff good stuff yes (laughs) that's the name of the segment yes
1: yeah so something that i found which is different than maybe most of your guests give but you and i are both software guys and stuff like that right we we like all this this tech stuff there's this really cool website called remove.bg remove.bg when it does if you upload a picture of yourself that has a background it'll pull out the entire background and make it a a transparent background like png so you can paste that somewhere like on your website or just remove a background if you don't want it which is actually pretty cool wow. what it won't do is it yep. won't remove a person in the background so if you have like a an x in the picture with you you <laughs> can't remove him or her Shame. from it yeah <laughs> yeah but anyway but remove bg is a really cool tool that i've used a handful of times because it's completely free you don't need a login or anything and it's it's pretty sweet
0: i love it i love it little toys like that are what makes uh the world's a special place. But right. <laughs> because because I don't know about you, yeah, I'm constantly trying to edit photos, make them look a little better. We're always playing with the filters, make ourselves look a little younger or dreadfully old if you want to do that fun game. But that's excellent. Remove. I just bookmarked it myself. Yep,
1: remove.bg. It's a good one.
0: So I'll recommend an app, which is just phenomenal. And it's, it's so much fun and you have to run out and get it right now. Or just get it on your phone because you don't have to run anywhere. Anyway, the name of the app is called My Talking Pet. All right. I'll try to find an example of it and actually show it to you here on as we podcast, Alex. But what it does is, is you, and I'm not even a pet person, although my girlfriend's dog, Kobe, is is a very good friend of mine now. and, And so maybe I am a pet person now. But what it does is you upload a photo of your pet. And a few little simple strokes, you kind of show the app where the eyes are and where the the mouth is and whatnot. And then you record something like you can just say something like, hey, mom, give me a bone, give me a bone, give me a bone. Or, you know, hey, you know, Dave's coming over later. You tell him to n- not lick my face, whatever you want to say. And so then it it makes it immediately makes your pet talk and it's remarkable how it actually works like it really looks like we've got facial expressions and things like that here so you're saying that the the mouth even moves and stuff like that yeah wow that sounds
1: hilarious i can't my talking pet and then i and
0: then i thought well why can't you do it with humans and you know what you can and so, and so, I've, oh. I've been I've been making videos like a, to just to bust on my friends, just showing them that, having them say ridiculous things i'm gonna uh, of course this is really great podcasting i'm trying to show alex what the app looks like and um, yeah, this
1: is this is podcasting 101 this is to do yeah this if you do succeed. this if you do, succeed, this. If you do succeed, this this is what you do
0: yeah it's always good
1: out of the, the conversation That's right the
0: it's always good to just do stuff where your audience has no idea what you're talking about so right. can you see the dog though can you see the yeah, dog? yeah i can yeah all right i will play the audio not that it'll make that much sense Wait,
1: but... my oh my gosh are <laughs>
0: you
1: talking to me go ahead <laughs> Make my
0: day. So look at that. that... I have a dream. That's, to That's a gerbil. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. That's like a muskrat or something. So now those were from. St- all right, stop it. Those were from still photos. So. Wow. Imagine the possibilities. Yeah. Endless. And yeah. So once again, Alex at. Podmatch, so you go to podmatch.com. Alex, I hope you had fun on the Boston Podcast. Um and uh anything else you want to plug? Oh, of course the po- the the uh plug your podcast one more time. Tell us about that. Yeah, just creating a brand. You can go to creatingabrand.com,
1: everything's there. So I do everything at podmatch.com and creatingabrand.com. That's everything I do. But honestly, David, this was a blast to be on your podcast. It's kind of like a dream because you do such a good job with this thing. So thanks for having
0: me. Thanks. I hope you have better dreams than this. But nonetheless, very, (laughs) very cool praise from from Alex. And um, it's good to have a friend in Florida because, you know, maybe you guys have got it right this whole time. We're all going to end up down there. Who knows when this whole whole stupid thing is over. Thanks for joining on the Boston Podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Go to pod617.com. If you want your own podcast, we can get started and do the whole thing for you. On behalf of my buddy Alex, he's in Florida, but I'm just a guy from Boston. And if you're not from Boston, uh, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody.